Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, aka your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Just when I thought I was done talking about Eternals, one couple has officially won the internet's heart. The latest MCU movie may have caused a rift between fans and critics, but one thing everyone could agree on is how cute Makari and Druig are. I briefly got to fangirl over them in the previous episode with all of my spoiler-filled thoughts on the movies, but today they are the main attraction. Come along and fangirl with me and with my two guests, because of course I'm not alone in fangirling over these two. First up, returning back again on Fangirl Forum from the Mary Sue, Rachel Leishman. What's up? Hello, hello, hello. I am Drukari Trash. Love that so much. And next up, returning once again, we've got your money geeks, Maggie Lovett. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me talk about these sweet, precious babies. Oh my gosh. Our sweet summer children that we love so, so much. Yeah. I can't believe that we are all here talking about an MCU couple in this way, because honestly, you know, Marvel has not had the best track record with romance throughout the years. And I think in phase three, they started getting better at it. And even in phase four with like Wanda and Vision story being fleshed out more, but I haven't had a couple hit me like an electric bolt like this in a very long time. So I just want to kick things off to the two of you. Why are you drawn to this couple? Why do you ship these two Eternals together? I love what you just said about not having been drawn to another couple like this in a long time. And like, I love Wanda and Vision, but watching Eternals and seeing these two characters interactions felt like watching I know this is like a it's Marvel so it fits it felt like watching Frank and Karen on Punisher again like that relationship was like electric lightning in a bottle for me and I haven't felt it again for a Marvel relationship that wasn't even a relationship could have been we hadn't got canceled (laughs) I I still fully believe that they are happy somewhere in Hell's Kitchen, but this relationship just had that that happy same. In Hell's Kitchen. They're having a great time in Hell's Kitchen. Every time I go to New York City, every time I'm in Hell's Kitchen, I'm like, pour one out for Frank and Karen. I know they're having a good time somewhere. But I think it 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 fit the same thing that I like: Sunshine Girl and Broody Boy, and that's that's why I'm here. Yeah, um, I agree, and I also like. I've never had a reaction in a theater in this way is like when he walks up to her in the leather jacket and signs miss me and is like looming over her that would like seal the deal like I was already like I like this flirting this is fun I like this little relationship and then he did that and I was like nope I'm out like nothing (laughs) else matters in this movie it's just these two like hello Drew and Macari I don't give a crap about anyone else literally Um, every time Icarus and Cersei yes every time they were having some like intense moment and she was like teary-eyed I was like can we move on where's Druid where's Makari where where are my sunshine babies now you're controlling minds and I'm like hell yeah control those minds baby it's fine I don't I was like look he's happy he's healthy he's got a whole group of people everybody's doing fine it's good it's it's gold (laughs) yeah control it's fine (laughs) 
<laughs> they're happy in their commune in the Amazon. It's fine. It's good. Well, you know, commune commune's a in that right now. Like, dang. There you go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. When I first heard about Eternals and watched the first trailer, like I love Richard Madden a lot from my Game so of much. Thrones days. So and even fell in love with him when he was Prince Charming in the recent Cinderella movie with Lily James. Yes. Like, fell hard for him. I'm like, yep, can't wait to fall in love with him and care about this relationship. But I think it was right before the right before the premiere. I think there was this featurette that came out. And it was this brief scene in this featurette where it has Makari and Druig on the beach when they do that uh headrest their reunion and I was like taking a step back I'm like whoa what what's happening here so then I finally got to watch the movie and I was just like floored by them I was like wow this is something like the way like he steps up to her and like she doesn't really shy away from him she steps up to him I like that scene in Babylon or whatever I was like yep sign me up I'm in, I just want nothing but the two of these, of these characters together. And yeah, I am a sucker for sunshine, a broody boy trope, you know, gotta love it. Can I just say how happy I am that that featurette exists? Because when Icarus threw him into the ground and I thought Druid was gone, I was devastated. Like, but wait, there was a forehead touch. I'm a sucker for a forehead touch. I was like, I know, I know that this is coming. He's going to come back and there's going to be an epic reunion. And I'm not going to care about anything else going on except for these two. <laughs> well, and it's funny because much like Meredith uh, and Maggie knows this because we've had many conversations. Rob Stark was my favorite character on Game of Thrones mm-hmm. only to be replaced by Oberyn Martell. And then I gave up on the show for a couple of years because I was like, this is painful that I have to keep watching characters I love die. So Heading into this movie where Richard Madden has his gray streak, I was like, I'm in. I'm going to love Richard Madden. And, like, I don't hate Icarus as much as everyone else hates Icarus. I like him. I was I like, like I him as a good well. bad boy. I think he, like. He wasn't wrong. He was no, just fulfilling his purpose. Yeah. When you and think about it, and it's like, you are conditioned to think this way. And he stopped thinking that way. But it was like, he ne- never had the chance to, like, this is about Drew McCarty. But, I'm, but, like, I like sure. Icarus. I think he's an interesting character. Still, though, came out of that movie was like, nah, Druig and Makari, I love you. I would die for the both of you. I like their little weird punk rock energy. Like when he rolls up in that leather jacket and she is in a H.G. Wells shirt with like her hair tied up and all those earrings. I'm like, this is great. I love her so much. I loved her energy so much. I was like, I want her in every single scene. The scenes that she was not in, I was like, wow, this movie is dragging. Every time she popped up, wow, this is the best thing I've ever watched. More of this, more of her. So I was really high on the movie. And I think the main criticism I had of it is that I just really wanted more of Makari because every, because like once she came into it, like things, I mean, much like her powers, like everything moved really fast and like she just brought this like electric energy and with Druig there as well you felt the sexual chemistry there of yeah. like I just want these babies to like now kiss now get together which we all know like they are and Chloe Zhao <laughs> shout out to Chloe to Zhao because she, she is a fangirl like all of us she made this movie for fangirls like us the 100%. fact that like she was like the running joke is I'm going to make fanfic about this. He knew 
that everyone was not going to be writing fanfic about Cersei and Icarus, that we were all going to come out of this little movie and we were like, we're going to write Gilgamesh and Thena, mm-hmm. we're going to write Druig and Makari, and we're going to write about Fastos and his little fun family in their Ikea house. Those are the fanfics we're about to write, and that's it. So sorry. And maybe some about Dane and Cersei, but nothing. <laughs> Icarus and, I don't know, maybe Ajax. <laughs> some big about them somewhere, but like, she so knew. see some Kingo and Icarus fanfic too, honestly, because oh, of Kingo's yeah. obsession oh, yeah. with him. Like, I would, uh, yes, I would maybe read that. <laughs> Because that's the, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's kind of amazing that, like, she made this movie and, like, we all had of our expectations, but how she just kind of blew them out of the water with some of, of these different character pairings. Why are they such a standout to, like, not just us, but, like, it seems like the MCU fandom as a whole? They have taste. <laughs> well, yes, but I also think it's, like, the marvel i've seen so many tiktoks on it which is why i'm coming from that perspective which is like what marvel thinks we want versus what we actually like cling to which is like marvel thinks we want chris evans and chris hemsworth and like these big buff guys and then what everyone who everyone is obsessed with is bucky barnes loki and no true big we want these weird white boys who are like we want our scrawny white boys please scrawny white boy who's like i'm so sad i'm gonna go murder some people i'm so sad i gotta like mind control some people real quick like like you're like yeah i like that guy i don't want like i'm perfect steve rogers i don't do anything wrong i don't want you i want this guy who's like "Ah, i don't like anyone or anything i'm gonna go make a cult in the amazon be right back that's who I like. Can I just say how much I love that everybody caught on to it and like it spread like wildfire? Because usually I'm like the odd man out that's like, this is my favorite baby boy. He he can do no wrong. I know he's done some bad things. I know. And then everyone's yeah, like, like Ugh, how dare yeah. you? We all instantly excused it. We were like, no, nah, no, nah, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, though, when you think about it, like I've had my mom love the relationship as well. And I've had multiple conversations with her about this. Like when you think about it, it is cruel that they were created with somebody who had the ability to stop fighting to stop the worst atrocities like the weight that he carried on his back because he could have stopped every single atrocity on earth and yet he could not and his family his family wouldn't let him do that Mm -hmm. and that's why he was just like peace out i'm not dealing with you people anymore two thousand years was enough goodbye I love him. I love him so much. I love him so much. Well, and it's funny because I saw, I got mad the other day because I saw a tweet that was like listing overrated actors and like people were rightfully calling out because they were like overrated white actors and put Oscar Isaac on it and everyone was like, LOL, uh, already incorrect. But they put Barry on there. Like Barry, you guys have known Barry for two weeks. Like relax. (laughs) Also, has anybody looked up his backstory, like, as a person? Barry? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that boy deserves the best in this world. I want him to have a long, prosperous, happy, remarkable career with some awards. Like, kid's been through it. Listen, and he's living his best life. I follow him on TikTok, and it is the greatest thing I've ever done. Because every mm-hmm. day, I'm like, what is he posting? Because the first Chaos. one was a rap song. And the second one was like, 
a dog. And <laughs> the third one was his face. And then He's I think the truly an Irish boy, like through and through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said he was talking about that dog. He's like, I Gato. And he's like yelling at the dog. And I was like, I understood three words of what you just said. Like, I don't know what you're saying right now. What is about a dog? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, like, seriously, I everything that Barry is like, what's happening for Barry right now, like, he's gone through so much stuff and he's put in the work as far as like all of the roles that he's taken. Like, Mm-hmm. it is time for his dude to like people recognize like how great he is so he's he's nowhere close to overrated he's on the cusp of greatness right now and he's gonna be he works with all of these fantastic filmmakers like I'm ready to see his star shine even brighter and even Lauren Redloff's star shine even brighter which it seems like I it love can her so much grow so much more than where it already has and like the impact like her just being in this movie has had on like people as a whole after this like so many people are learning ASL because of Eternals and like what her and her husband have been doing is just so cool and like I just want nothing but good things for both of these people basically oh yeah like I mean I I, me and my roommate practiced the like alphabet and then learn how to do the miss me that they do like I was like this is cool as shit like I want to learn more about sign language which we all should but Mm -hmm. like it's cool that it is inspired by a character that people are like oh no I want to learn more because Makari she should have been the main character I'm just saying I love Gemma but like the way that Makari just like lit up every single scene Makari needed to be in it way more than she was that whole drought period where it was like past scenes ended and now we're just stuck with all these other characters and and I'm like where is Makari where's my girl everyone and we're gonna make Makari and Fast was the last two we pick up along and she's just like hanging out reading some books having a good time unbothered and she's she was collecting artifacts that he made fun of her for but in a flirty manner and the fact that he came up to her like with the emerald tablet that she was looking for back in Babylon to like spark that conversation again. Uh, that's just the stuff of dreams right there. So good. I hope in every universe that they exist in, like every world that they destroyed, those two just always ended up flirting with each other the entire time. And Kingo was just confused every single time. Like he was like, they are a nexus couple. That is what we're calling it right now. No. I like, hope forget nexus beings we've got nexus couples in every timeline i hope that ajax just kept getting so mad every time kingo was like what is this and she was like it's the same every year like what do you mean what is this it's been the same every time you still can't pick up on it i wanted to ask y'all of eternals what was your favorite scene between the two of them if you had to pick Mine is very obviously Miss Me when he rolls up in the leather jacket and looms over her. I guess second would be like the moment we think that he has died and you just see the pain in Makari, which is like, I don't think that that is from just this universe. I think it's from like their every planet that they've been on. Um, oh, yeah. Into that scream, but yeah. Forehead touch. I love the forehead touch. I'm such a sucker for forehead touches. And to like circle back, the last time I felt that way about a forehead touch was Frank Castle and Karen Page in the elevator. 
Yes. Great scene. Forehead touches. They, they do me in. There's just something about it. It's so much more intimate than a kiss. Oh, 100%. Like there's just so much like packed into just that type of like touch than like a kiss, like passionate or otherwise, you know. I agree. Like because of that, that clip in the featurette, like that started all of it for me. So that has to be my number one. My number two is probably the Babylon scene between the two of them, because like seeing how they interact with each other, like if you don't tell, I don't tell. I was like, ooh, I love this playful energy. And it, I mean, it only got better from there. But if I had to pick a second, that would be my silver. But all of their scenes were fantastic. And I can't wait to watch them in high depth loop, as it were. Okay, but we need to address the elephant in the room here. When this whole thing started, when this couple came to be, I have seen two different ship names arise for the two of them. And I want to know where you lie on this because I, I don't know what their official name is. Is it Drewkari or is it Drukari? Where do we lie on this issue? It's Drew. Drukari sounds like a dragon. No, it's Drewkari. Drewkari. That's where I thought too. Like, I honestly, when this whole thing started, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Drew Kari. But then I saw like an interview come up that Lauren Ridloff did, and she referred to it as Drew Kari. And so I'm like, wait a second, do I have this wrong? But it still seems like Drew Kari is more ahead of the game than Drew Kari. And yeah, Drew Kari sounds like Drew Kari, and that would be kind of like crossing over. Too many streams. <laughs> too many, too many. Have y'all started digging for more content about Drukari? Have you found any good fix? Have you found any good TikToks? Like, what's the tea? So, uh, my friends came over last week. We were watching a TV show and they like looked at my YouTube search because it was on the television, <laughs> which was me searching for Drukari fan vids. Not many exist, um, but I was looking for them. Because that's where I was at that point. I haven't started fix yet, but I also have zero time to to lay in my bed and watch fic. But I do have time to sit and watch TikToks, which then I am also looking at. <laughs> it's been a fun little time. I haven't gotten fix yet. I do need to start looking into fix. But Maggie has updated me that there aren't that many yet because she replied to my tweet about the fan vids. There is with- one good one that yeah. Meredith sent me. <laughs> you took my. <laughs> and I loved it so much. <laughs> I even commented on, on it. I was like, this is everything I needed after the movie. It was so good. Um, and that's really the only good one. Talking about vids. You didn't send me it. You I'm only- sorry. I'm sorry. I'll send it to you as soon as we're done. I, I didn't know that you were looking for fix. I would have sent it to you too, Rachel. I was looking for fix. Okay. I I have not gone back and looked for more. I like did a brief skim. I opened like two and they didn't have great grammar. And like that just like takes me out of the reading zone. Mm-hmm. Like I love people trying their best, but my brain just disengages. And I have been really obsessed with reading Gargoyles fanfic lately. Nice. Another broody boy and sunshine girl. Love me some Goliath and Elisa. But I just reopened AO3 to go look at the ship tag to see if there's anything new because I'm like more people have seen it now it's like the second weekend 
come on people get your fingers writing I need some I need some content <laughs> yeah that was me after the about two days after the premiere I was like I know there's nothing up yet but I'm gonna look at the tags anyways on AO3 and obviously there was nothing but every few days since opening beacon more pages have come up more fix have come up I think we're at like five pages now so like we are moving and grooving we're now moving. can I just say that's something that nobody understands how tragic it is to be a critic that sees movies ahead of time because you come straight out of a movie and you're like fanfic and you're like I can't write it and nobody's writing it and so you're just like I have to wait I am in a drought I am waiting months for people to get into the good fic that's me with pain. in 2021 it has been a struggle because I like making memes about things <clears throat> screen grabbing and because everything has kind of been like premieres on your your home devices it's been pretty easy to get screen grabs so I have been very upset recently it's like oh no I can't get HD screen grabs of this can't do that like I came out of tick tick boom thinking it was already on Netflix because I saw it in a theater and was like it that wasn't the case and so I'm like I can't even get screen grabs of this what is happening and so that's where I am it's like I can't even get a picture yeah, I just, I watched my like first three episodes of Wheel of Time and there was like a ship that I was shipping, which I don't think is an actual ship, and, but I'm, I'm hopeful people will provide. And I was like, I should go look and see if there's any content. And I'm like, wait, the show doesn't come out till Saturday. There's going to be nothing. And I want it. And I was like, I can write it and have it ready for a Saturday. <laughs> it's a real Not, struggle. Yes, it is a real struggle. And I wish I was creative enough to write fic but I am just a consumer and yeah I'm thankful right now that like it seems like the train is moving that we're getting more and more content and I believe Eternals is actually going to be available on Disney plus fairly soon that we will be getting you know high def everything IMAX quality everything since that is now a thing for Macari and Druig and I mean I cannot wait so of the fix that I have found I really have enjoyed finding fix of stuff like the aftermath of the battle and just them comforting each other I found a really good fix the other day of every member of the Eternals realizing that there is something between Druig and Macari throughout time and it is fantastic of course Ajax was the per first person to notice it but like how the person wrote it out is like Thena and Gilgamesh found out next like years ahead of time Cersei like and it's fun to get into their heads about like how they see them and how they see the world and like I thought that they captured them really well but I mean I will take modern alternate universe I will take pre-movie post-movie I I will take it all because they yeah they just have grabbed me in a way that I just like haven't felt this kind of like rush over in a long time yeah this is an all call for the fanfic world like hey everybody can you just write us give something? us the content I like give happy, us the content I like happy family fic if you want to give me one of those oh yes that in Ikea house it's okay I want some reunion content. <laughs> um, of course, Maggie does. 
I would be writing it if my brain wasn't like completely shot. <laughs> God, she's gonna come out with a manifest. <laughs> Two hundred thousand chapters of just Druid and McCarthy. I would read it all. Okay. <laughs> I have it in me to do these. <laughs> Maggie, just like over, you know, the Christmas break. holiday break, the winter break, just, just take over, some time and, you know. Over Thanksgiving, can you figure this out? Yeah, just, oh, just get, just don't think about your other responsibilities. Just like <laughs> sit down, write up this manifesto oh, for us. It'd be great. You can just put it in a Google Drive if you desire. Yes, that too. I will read it oh, in I, real time. I love peer pressure. <laughs> On a podcast that people will hear. We do it in love. We do it in love. It's all good. I have ideas. I just have no ability currently. <laughs> well, in the meantime, what, what do we want to see from this couple moving forward? Like, smoochies. <laughs> We are, you know, it said Eternals will return. Obviously, Makari and Druig are together on the Jomo with Harry Styles, Eros now. So I'm just saying everywhere he goes, a little romance happens. Oh, I want to see Druig flirting with Harry Styles. <laughs> That's what I would like as a human. Uh, this is, I, this I, is I, an audio-only podcast, so you cannot see that I have a Harry Styles standee behind me in my room that it is impressive audience um, but picture <laughs> arrows flirting with makari and drew just being like i've read that fic already i've read that fic but also yes, it's not going to be but, but maggie i don't want him to just flirt with makari i want him to flirt with oh them. no i'm totally i want it to be a thruple as we've learned with loki i love a thruple so i would love to be I'd be down for it. I was team thruple and I still am. Uh, but yeah, I want to thruple between those three now. Something I didn't know before starting this podcast. But now in my soul, I'm committed to this. Rachel has had like a, a revelation. She has had this moment. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got it. I want them to all smooch. <laughs> all three of them kiss each other. Dina can just be in the corner and watch. Yeah, Athena's like, why am I here? Her and Oswald are just hanging out. Three of them are just like, smooch, smooch, smooch. Sorry, when you mentioned Athena, it just came up with my other like weird crack shit that I had from Eternals was Athena and the, or Athena and the Deviant. The, the oh, I thought you meant, oh, you mean Bill Skarsgård? <laughs> because yeah. like in the comics. Yeah. Comics, and that's what I thought was happening. And the way that he spoke to her in the like cave thing felt like they had a history and a past iteration because it felt very personal. Like I knew that he was like using Gilgamesh against her and all that, whatever. But some of the stuff that he said as Bill Skarsgård sounded like we have this history, like this. I don't know. There's something about it. Like my mom even thought the same thing. She was like, what was going on with those two? Like, did they have like something? I was like, well, in the comics, you see, mm-hmm. <laughs> me, the monster lover, would have been very happy. 
if they had gone there. So it just made me wonder, like, what has happened in all of these various versions of planets that have been destroyed? Like, how close do they get to these same situations in previous? Is that part of what if season two? Do we get a couple of episodes where we see that? Look, there is a thing in the comics. Also, you've said it three times. I know, but I'm just picturing it. it You know, you know who else in the comics is a thing? I wrote this in my my Collider article about (laughs) She-Hulk. Eros and She-Hulk are in a relationship for a while because he gets accused of assaulting a married woman. Yeah, it's a whole thing that happened in like the 70s in the comics, or I guess it was early 80s. And She-Hulk is his lawyer because he's innocent and he's like being framed. And then they start dating. And I just can't can't picture. Tatmas and Harry Styles. (laughs) I just can't picture Taddy with Harry. But also I'm just like, I would like to see it, I guess. My brain can. I'm like, (laughs) Rachel's already there. I'm in. I look forward to, uh, I mean, I want their first kiss. I, you know, this version of Makari and Druig, like I want to see their first kiss. I want it to be special. I don't want it to be undercut for laughs. I just want it to be a pure moment. I do want to see Druig a little jealous of Eros since he's there because he's going to be flirting it up with exactly. with everybody. But I think he, I think he likes a little chaos. So I think it'd be fun to watch him, you know entertain himself while they are looking for their lost eternals family yeah I want to see fluff I want to see angst I want to see I mean this is just painful but I do want to see them like have to do another like tearful goodbye for a little bit you know just because those those scenes like hit you the hardest and yes they didn't really have that when he left to start his you know cult in the amazon but like I kind of think they're due for one. There's so much history there. Why can't we have like see the angst within them as they like say goodbye to each other for some like reason to potentially save the world or differences or I don't know. Somebody else can write it, but you know, I want it all. I agree. Same. You know, recently a Disney Plus Day came along and, you know, uh, reaffirmed different Disney Plus uh, series that are coming. Uh, As one mentioned, you know, She-Hulk, What If Season 2, we're getting Moon Knight and Ironheart, Secret Invasion, like all of this stuff coming up. And recently, like the Eternals writers have mentioned like a prequel Disney Plus series. And I was wondering for y'all, like, do you think not just like the Eternals, but also specifically like Druig and Makari, like are they spinoff material? Like would we want to see some of their story fleshed out a little bit more in that context or do we want to keep them more in the cinematic space? I always look for more. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I had a theory in my head that just, oh, I would watch a show about Makari going to collecting little artifacts throughout the years and then it making it canon that she went and saw Druig a bunch and that like it wasn't just like they weren't fully reuniting at that point that they had seen each other and his miss me was more like a 
hey, miss me? We've it's only been like a little while. That's my theory, or that's what I would like. I could totally get behind like the fact that she probably like sped by and maybe they didn't necessarily see each other, but he knew that she was there or like left something. She left something for him or he left something for her, like an artifact for her or something. Oh my gosh, make that canon. Yes. Or like, what if they like kept finding each other through artifacts? Like, oh, he would find one and place it somewhere. And then that's when she would know to go find like, oh, so many possibilities. So many. I think for me, like, I, I think I definitely want more of them. And I think it would be really cool if they ever got like an Eternals Disney plus series to have like an episode, like a solo episode for each of them. But within that episode, like they'd see each other or they would interact with each other. I I'm so afraid though. Like I don't want them to get lost in the shuffle because we are getting so much stuff. Exactly. Like, I love the fact that, like, the Marvel Universe has just grown and expanded to the place that we're getting hyped over Moon Knight and we're getting hyped over She-Hulk and all of these really cool characters. But I'm also afraid, like, the Eternals are going to be lost in the shuffle and, like, they hit for a moment and then they're gone. And I think this couple, these characters and specifically this couple, are worthy of like our time and attention and clearly the internet is like on our side with this of like we want more and I think they're worthy of it but I don't want to wait five years to see them again you know because at the rate we're going at it's it's going to be that way yeah that's I think one of the downsides with how expansive the MCU is getting I know somebody said it this past weekend after Disney plus day is that they're reaching the point where the comics got where it's really hard to keep up with everything and I know that that's why a lot of people don't get into comics because there's so much and especially now that we're introducing the multiverse there's so much for potential for people to be like I don't I no longer know what's going on this has been going on for what, 13 years now, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, like, I no longer know what's going on and I don't want these really important relationships and these really important character arcs to get lost. And that, you know, cause I feel like it, it could be something where this other character gets a show, but then like Drew and Makari show up in that, but like, you're not watching that because you are trying to catch up on this other show or this other movie. And I, I don't want these really pivotal human good stories get lost in the shuffle it's like my one fear yeah definitely because I mean even the Eternals comics are like the least read comics I think the second least read comics maybe I'm wrong maybe this is just the people I know but I have a stack of Thunderbolts comics sitting over there that I found at a junk store but that's another one that I feel like people didn't really read the Thunderbolts, at least people I know. And there's so many good stories in those, but they got lost because there was like something bigger happening and like the mainline, you know, story and stuff like that. Yet again, an unsurprising thing that Maggie is reading Thunderbolts comics. I have no, no ulterior motives, not at all. No, I, every time now I think of Baron Zemo, I think of Maggie. I'm so happy. <laughs> Maggie, your brand, we... We see it, we recognize it, and uh, it's only grown from here. Thank you. I I look forward to being the go-to for Zemo content. (laughs) Rachel, did you have anything you wanted to add to the 
potential for there be too much in the space in the Disney Plus space or the MCU as a whole? No, because I am of the the mindset that like I get not angry, but I, I have been getting more and more annoyed um, when I see things on the internet. Like, no, there's just too much superhero content. There's just too much of this because it's like, it's okay to not like that stuff or what to keep up with it. And I think like, to Maggie's point, I do think like, okay, if Makari and Druig show up in a show, I, I feel like there's going to be enough con like of people online screaming that it'll like clue the people who care in enough to be like oh I gotta catch up on that like it's the same thing with like the DC shows that like when something happens on those shows you're like oh let me catch up on that one because I do want to watch that thing and I think the MCU is getting into that territory especially with the Disney plus content where it'll be like not really a She-Hulk fan but then if something happens that you enjoy then you want to go like I'm going to watch all of them, but like people who are more casually into it, I feel like that's going to start happening more. And yes, comics are overwhelming, but I do think that like we've reached the point where there is so much information that like you pick the ones you want to read and no one's going to fault you if you don't know everything anymore. So like it's both a blessing and a curse that we're getting all this because for someone like me who I, I like watching all this stuff. I'm very excited because I'm like, I'm going to watch all of it all the time. Sorry to any other television show or movie. I'm going to continue to watch this stuff. And then I'll watch that other stuff on my free time. But yeah, like, I I think it'll be okay because I do think it'll just blend more into the like, oh, they're doing that storyline on that. All right, let me catch up one day and sit. Because the good thing is that these are not long seasons either. So it's like, if you fall behind on a Disney Plus show, chances are you can catch up within like one day like less than an hour and there's only like six episodes in a season that's a really fair point you know and I mean Rachel like you like I'm gonna watch all of this because I'm a fan of it like I can't get enough but I think that is a like a fair point of like for the casual fan who like if they care about this like it's and they find out, oh, that happened, like, it's not hard for them to necessarily catch up on it. But if they don't feel like watching it, like, hey, no harm, no foul. Like, we don't know, not all of us are experts on this. And like, it's okay to like, not be like, you have to have the encyclopedia of Marvel all the time, 24 seven, when there's just so much stuff out there. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to uh, close our Drew Curry conversation with like this fun kind of like speculation. Let's just like, let's dream big. You know, we've got a multiverse on our side. We have infinite possibilities here. Are there any characters or couples you want to see Makari and Druig like interact with? And if so, who? I know exactly who I want. And I feel like it's very obvious who I want because I am my other ship, which is, grump with the sunshine is mj and peter in the mcu which is now canon versus just like no oh, we're cutesy like they're a little canon ship and so that's my number one ship and so i think it'd be very fun for them to interact because like mj and druig are both like okay whatever and then peter and makari would have nice little conversations and peter would think she's so cool because she can run really fast and I would love it so much. And I also, I don't know, I just want to see Wanda there because Wanda would be like, I don't understand any of you people. And I feel like her and Druig would get along. Like <laughs> out of everyone, her and Druig would be like, yeah, we're sad people. We're going to go hang out over here. You guys all figure out your stuff. And 
that's what I would like to see for me personally it's just my favorites throw rocket raccoon in there for good measure (laughs) rocket can come too it's fine my my weapon I love him so much I don't don't know like I feel like hmm, my obvious answer (laughs) but I did honestly sit through Eternals and go I wonder where this falls like in the timeline and then I was like I wonder if this is happening at the same time as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which would be kind of hilarious and I was like I would love, I know Icarus is gone, but I would have loved for Bucky and Icarus to have met because so many people joke about how Richard Madden and Sebastian Stan look like vaguely similar, but I would just love that whole cast. Look at me, not naming the exact character, but the whole cast of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to have interacted with the Eternals. I think it'd be really funny. So many good interactions. I don't think Icarus was gone, by the way. I don't, I don't either. I think, well, we saw a whole- Close to the sun too close and we saw a whole room full of identical robot sentient being things so i'm like he's gonna come back we're not getting rid of richard madden he's too pretty for that but yeah because i just for a movie (laughs) everybody in the falcon and the winter soldier bucky sam zemo um i just feel like they would have really good energy with the entire group would love i feel like sam would be like this girl rules (laughs) Sam, that was like exactly. Sam would love her. Oh, he'd get so much shit though. He'd be like, "So much advice." I'm a broody guy. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this again. He'd make some good quip about like, "Oh yeah, this dude. Like, I'm gonna go hang out with Makari. Like, I can. I can see that in my mind happening, which would be amazing." I didn't think about the fact that Icarus could still be around. Honestly, I was kind of like, "He flew into the sun. That's very poetic." But like. Arishim has all of these robot versions of them like who's to say like we can see another Richard Madden Icarus show up and I hope it's like spider or spider-man I hope it's like superman what four where superman fights superman <laughs> I think it's Superman four where like it's literally Christopher Reeve fighting Christopher Reeve I want vision that. versus vision and WandaVision yeah, but, but that was uh, that was an intellectual battle as well as an I want straight up Richard Madden punching Richard Madden okay fair fair Um, I want one of the Icaruses to be like okay with everything and then another one just be like time to fight I can get behind that or like the end of Pokemon the one with Mewtwo where they're like all playing that sad song about being brothers and Pikachu's being like Pika Pika I want that oh gosh (laughs) It's like Druig and Druig just staring at each other, like about to battle. Like that's what I want. I love this so much. Chloe, call me. I have ideas. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Chloe, drop your AO3 username. We know you're out there. We call just want to read your fanfic, not just read your comments on everybody else's fanfic. Oh, we have ideas. Call me. I have ideas. They're all other movies. <laughs> 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 No, it'd be fine. She'd she'd be so on board with that, though. Oh yeah, we referenced the Pokemon movie. Yeah, she she's a fan girl like us. She she'd, she'd love it. it. She'd get it. That scene never leaves my head. I just always think about Pikachu slapping Pikachu and crying about it. Um, so I think that would be fun. Put it in the MCU. Yeah, I think for me, I would really love to see it. Well, I. Now I really need to see Drew and Makari meet 
Tom Holland Spider-Man. I think that would be so freaking cute. Um, Honestly, he kind of reminds me like Tom Holland Spider-Man and Makari kind of remind me of the Flash and Supergirl from the CW DC universe, like how they're both like energetic rays of sunshine like besties and I feel like they have that same energy so like that would be really fun to like watch them watch her run and get ice cream for the two of them and he'd be like loving it you know and Drew being like what is happening right now oh and just like talking about nerdy things oh yeah like showing her all these science things and stuff and she'd be like showing him artifacts it'd roll it would roll I hope that turns him into her, turns Drew like, into a feminist. That would be. She's like, the Washington Monument was built by slaves. I'm only here for women's marches. What's up, Druig? And he's like, I'm coming with you. Let's go. Oh, he'd be so down for that. He's like, I'm in. Let's go. Let's just go. Someone write me this fic, please. Come on, fanfic writers. We deserve this. We want all the things. I mean, whoever the official lineup is for Avengers 5, like I want them to meet the Eternals really badly. Sam Wilson, Captain America, Wanda, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, whoever Thor is, if like Valkyrie takes up the mantle or like Natalie Portman, female Thor, like I want... I want all of them to meet and just be if like. If the Eternals sit out in the next big battle, I will personally fight every single one of them. Well, they are in jail. Yeah. Okay. The ones who are still on the Domo that are fine. But they're, they're fine. And Sprite. They're- Sprite is fine. So, like, she is the only one kind of. She has no powers. I know she had, well, no, technically, technically it is said that she is human, but she still retains her powers. Yeah. So uh, I could see her rolling up to like Dr. Strange. And they did that. Honestly, they did that really smartly because they know it's going to be years before the next one's made and that kid's going to age. That's why I just said you sneaky little bastard because that child is going to age and they were just like, "Mm, how do we do not aging? Oh, wait, hold on you don't have the aging thing anymore but also I don't know that any of them should have it anymore because Ajax healed all of them and is dead I don't know their power where is she will another one be unleashed will Erisham try again Hayek I was I was so salty I was like you got Salma Hayek and this is all she was in this movie okay she she signed a contract for multiple stuff. So we're not done with Salma Hayek. That the report is out there. She has said it. Therefore, we will see more Ajax. It's what, I, a three film deal, I think? Yeah. I think that's what they all have. Because I think that's what Tom Holland had. But also, who knows what his deal is anymore. Because Disney, because- Disney and Sony fought for a minute. So who knows? They fought for a minute. They made up for a minute. And then they fought again for a minute. And then they made up again. It's it's an ongoing relationship. And I mean, speaking Holland of... finally understood the what it feels like to be a child of divorce. Oh my gosh, poor Tom Holland. But, but also speaking of Tom Holland, tonight we have been lucky enough that this second and final trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home drops right before we recorded this. Which is why I was late. 
<laughs> we don't condemn tardiness over Spider-Man related <laughs> things. This trailer is dropped. We are a month away for the final phase four movie of 2021, even though it's like the hybrid child of Marvel and Sony. They packed a lot of stuff into this final trailer, yet revealing seemingly nothing too, which my favorite trailers typically do that. I mean, well, they revealed stuff, but like for the things that are being speculated on that could be seen in this movie, they showed fairly little. And so I would love to get your thoughts on this trailer. Are you equally hyped? Are you more hyped for this movie? Are you less hyped for this movie? Like, what did you think? Well, for me as a person, um, I'm a bad judge of hype when it comes to Spider-Man content because it does not matter what it is. I will watch it and I will scream about it. I watched Spider-Man turn off the dark and enjoyed it. So Peter Parker or any version of Spider-Man is on my screen or in front of me, I'm going to like it. However, this trailer was really cool and it like resulted in me screaming at my one roommate about why I like Spider-Man so much because... Like, not in a bad way. I just got so excited about Spider-Man. I just, like, was yelling about it. Because there's a line in this trailer that is why I love Peter Parker as much as I do. And it is when he's, like, all of them have, all of them die. And Stephen Strange is, like, yes, in their universe, when they're fighting Spider-Man, they die. Like, I'm sorry. That's what it is. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And he, like, takes the thing away so that they won't die. And I was just, like... That is why I love Peter Parker, because he's like, enough people have died around me. If I can do something to stop it, I'm going to try. And granted, I don't know that he'll succeed, but it's still like the feeling of Peter Parker being like, I'm going to try everything in my power to stop people from dying is what makes him such a good hero. He never wants his heroes to die. Like even in the Tom Holland universe, he didn't want Mysterio to die. He tried. Mysterio essentially killed himself with the guns. Like, it was not Spider-Man's doing. He saved Vulture so that Vulture wouldn't die. Like, we've seen him put villain or, like, people who were robbing things, like, up in his web and just been like, here's your, vi- here's your villain. Like, gotta go. And so this trailer made me so happy because I was like, yay, it's, what, it's my boy. It's why I love him so much because he was like, I don't want people to die anymore. I'm tired of people dying around me. And also... I'm pretty sure that this trailer, like, I'm 99% sure that this trailer confirmed that in the last act of this movie, we'll see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and it'll be, like, in the big battle, but we're not going to see him throughout the movie, which makes me happy, too, because I was like, this is Tom Holland's movie. I would like for him to have a Spider-Man movie, and so... Like, I, I screamed on a train when Doc Ock was like, you're not Peter Parker, and I was like, cool, thank you. You confirmed that you are still Tobey Maguire's Doc Ock because with Loki, you didn't know since everyone's like, oh, he could have just been a Nexus, like whatever. It was really exciting that I was like, cool, you are Tobey Maguire's Peter Park- or Doc Ock. And then I liked that like we saw all the villains from these universes. And when he said there are more coming through, I was like, oh, that's for sure going to be those two coming to help him. And I'm going to scream and cry. So I'm very, I don't know if that was clear uh, that I'm very, no, it seems like you're very mellow about this movie. Actually, you're not excited at all. You're like, you're no. not excited. No, I, I actually hate Spider-Man. Ignore the tattoo on my wrist and my bag and the Spider-Man fungal pop behind me. Like I actually don't like Spider-Man at all. 
seems like total hater behavior. I mean, oh, who likes who like, are you? <laughs> I, I don't feel like I can follow up on that. I, Rachel said everything. <laughs> uh, I am a little, I'm a little nervous about MJ falling. Some flashbacks, some big fears, some nerves there. However, I would think it would be hilarious if in that moment, it is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that saves her. I tweeted about that, but I don't think it's hilarious. I would cry because well, no, like, I find it hilarious. Like, me. Exactly. Like, I think that would be like the best. Cause like, I think the thing that's like been really frustrating for me, like I'm very excited about the product. I love multiverse stuff. Like I, I love that stuff. I love it in DC. I love it in Marvel. I think there's a lot of potential in it, but people have been so, so annoying about wanting Andrew and Toby in this that it like it's almost like ruined the excitement for me in a lot of ways just because it's like the way that they want them introduced like you said Rachel takes away from Tom Holland's Spider-Man in such a way that like I don't want that but I want these little things that are good like hats off to people who were Andrew Garfield fans me I love Andrew Garfield like I love Tom Holland, but Andrew Garfield will always be like my Spider-Man just because like those movies hit at the right time for me. And the idea of him saving somebody in the same way that he lost Gwen Stacy would be just like a perfect send off. And, you know, like you said, like, it seems like they come in in the third act that they're not going to be there weighing down what may be Tom Holland's last time as Spider-Man. Like we have no idea if we're going to see him. Yeah. You know, we have no idea, you know, but face, you know, like, sounds like that's going to be the case, but like, yeah, but yeah. in theory, it could be, mm-hmm. and I don't want it. Taint is the wrong word, but it feels like it would be tainted in a way by these other two Spider-Men taking from his spotlight. And that's why I like the prospect of like tiny moments, like fulfilling something for like Toby's Spider-Man and for Andrew's Spider-Man and like, that's what I want. These little things, not like, hello, this whole movie is about us. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. And like the, the fight scene that we see very clearly is edited for the trailer because oh, yeah. what's his face? The reptile. Lizard. Um, Lizard. Lizard. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say gecko and I was like, no. Lizard <laughs> baby. It's actually the Geico gecko. He's getting more work. You know, he didn't get to go to New York Comic Con this year, so he had to like really good for the him. Of the you know, good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's getting all the work. Uh, he's broke, but you see him get punched midair, and it t- like Tom Holland's on the other side. There's nothing in front of him punching him in the face, and then Doc Ock is angled in an opposite direction of where Tom Holland is, and so it 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 seems like they edited it to be like. But then I saw somebody else that said something funny. They're like, what if the portal opens or whatever and it's just two top hall in Spider-Man? I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. And I was like, I take that. Honestly, I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, but the only thing is like, I would have taken him being the only Peter Parker in the whole world and that they all look like him, except that Doc Ock says. Exactly. Parker. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm ready for Andrew Garfield to no longer be tortured. Yeah. Um, truly, it is so funny to me that Andrew Garfield has kept up the guise of not being involved, not knowing anything, despite everything proving otherwise. And then there is Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland just out at clubs, having a ball, 
going and partying and Andrew Garfield's like I am not in this movie and it's like very clearly the opposite of the truth and I'm like he's trying he's trying so hard he's fighting for his life out there he is fighting for his life out there he's got so much press he has to deal with like he's that's the other advantage is that like Tobey Maguire's not doing anything but Andrew Garfield has all of the tick tick boom press where people are like hey sir what are you doing are you in space going on since Tammy Faye yeah I was about to say starting with Tammy Faye and tick tick boom it's just gonna keep going and I look he's gonna go into hibernation in a few days and just be like nobody talk to me again (laughs) my commitments for tick tock boom are over 22 bye yeah I look forward to the day that everybody involved with the previous movies like the day after this movie comes out like they can like have a sigh of relief of like I don't have to answer these questions anymore I agree with both of you by the way like I love Tom Holland and like I really care that this Spider-Man this is his Spider-Man 3 that it is centered on Tom Holland Peter Parker and I don't want Toby or Andrew or anybody else who could show up in this movie to like take away that like this is his story and like a trilogy and that like we get a potentially really good Spider-Man 3 you know and like it would take away from I think that impact if it was so clouded by these other Spider-Men showing up you know can't wait to see them and I do hope it is just in that third act but like we fell in love with this Spider-Man. This is his story. And, you know, like that line that she said, Rachel, like that is Peter Parker. That is Spider-Man to his core. Like he just wants to save everybody. And like, he doesn't want to see anybody else die because of him. And that could mean potentially losing, unfortunately, MJ, when we saw that in the, in the trailer, which I am of the, I don't like to theorize. I don't want to make demands or like, this has to happen or this ruins my experience or whatever. But I think it'd be a really sweet nod if it was actually Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man that saved her right before Tom Holland thought that he lost her just to like tip that off to the fans to be like, he got to save the person that he couldn't save in his own movies. And yeah, <laughs> I still want Tobey Maguire Peter Parker to be a pizza man or make a reference to pizza there's just something like about that from that original trilogy that like I think somebody wanted that as a fan campaign for far from home and I'm like I still want that I don't think it'll happen but the fact that we have J. Jonah Jameson and like can Toby say something about pizza like I would love that or his variant be a pizza guy and like a mid-credit scene I would lose it is there let's go to Joe's and Tom Holland is like what the hell is Joe's he's like you guys don't have Joe's it's like uh no we don't have Joe's pizza yeah that that would be the new shawarma scene honestly and I would lose it also speaking to like the potential daredevil rumors that Charlie Cox may be in this Here's here's my crazy thing that I want to throw out and just I want to hear what you think. Because John Favreau is in this, do we not get Charlie Cox, but we get Ben Affleck, Daredevil, showing up from the multiverse? Magical. Dead. Wonderful. Inspired. 
what Ben Affleck showing up yes right I just wanted to make sure you heard that because I know you're a big Daredevil fan so I think it'd be very funny if you were like wait sorry I was cheering about Charlie Cox what oh no 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 I love Ben Affleck I will say it proudly on this podcast he is my guilty pleasure actor I unabashedly fave if you will he is my problematic fave yes he is just out there. He's trying to make the best of his revisiting of the early 2000s. And I think he needs Daredevil for that. Finish the trifecta. It's not an early 2000s for him without Daredevil. So like, he's got JLo back in the picture. Why not? What? Go get Colin, go get Colin Farrell. Put a bullseye on it. Oh my gosh. Uh, that would naturally be. we need Jennifer Garner to come back as yeah. Lyra. I don't remember who was Kingpin in that movie. Oh my gosh, who? I don't remember. No one's topping Vincent D'Onofrio. Sorry. This no, I think we're still getting Vincent D'Onofrio either briefly in Hawkeye or definitely in the Echo series that has been officially confirmed oh, for yeah. Disney Plus Day. Like, there's Vincent no way we're not seeing him horrible and great at like hiding things so uh we'll yeah. see somewhere uh but yeah i i think well peter parker needs a lawyer and so if it's not jennifer walters it is it's gotta be matt there's only two lawyers in new york city. only two lawyers exist in new york city what if <laughs> what if there are more lawyers than that <laughs> what if season I was going to say, what if it's She-Hulk? <laughs> I said it for Walters. Exactly. Um, what if? Everybody thinks it's going to be Matt Murdock, but and when in comes Tatiana Maslany, like, hey, hey. It would be, uh, you know what? I would give this movie cre- props if she comes in as his lawyer and then she's like, oh, I have like an associate coming to help. And then that's when Matt Murdock comes in. So it's like the whole time you think it is just her. And then they bring in Matt Murdock that way. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to give you credit for this one, Spider-Man. No way home. You tricked all of us <laughs> thinking we weren't going to see who we wanted. And yet here we are. And this is why from this night forward, uh, I am muting every single tag that has to do with Spider-Man No Way Home and every variation because I want none of this to be spoiled. Like if we get moments like that, if it is actually Jennifer Walters showing up, like I do not want somebody just putting that on my timeline. Like I am here for this movie. I am so hyped for it. If another trade spoils a Marvel movie, I may lose my mind on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I am very curious how this Spider-Man premiere will go because there is so after the Eternals premiere and people spoiling it night of, I'm really curious how they will handle first reactions from that movie and embargoes. But we will see. We will see soon enough. But ladies, thank you so much for tonight. And thank you for going down this Drukhari rabbit hole with me. I have felt very alone in my love for them. And so to find out that the two of you were equally as enthusiastic and passionate about them just made me really excited to record this with y'all. So thank you so much for coming. Where can the people find you? Rachel, let's start with you. 
Um, well, thank you for having me. My name is Rachel Leishman. You can follow me on Twitter at Rachel Leishman. You can follow me on Instagram at Rachel underscore Leishman. I read my work on the Mary Sue. I do uh, some freelance stuff at Collider. And also Maggie is another editor of mine on Your Money Geek because I just work for Maggie. And yeah, I'm on the internet. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You're on the interwebs. <laughs> yes. And you can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. And as Rachel said, I'm the managing editor of entertainment over at Your Money Geek. And then I am a weekend news editor at Collider. So mostly I just edit other people's work, but sometimes I get to say things. Sometimes you get to say things and we read up all of what you say because exactly. you have very exciting things to say. Rachel, you as well. I love reading both of your stuff and reading your tweets. And seriously, if you don't follow these two ladies, you're missing out. They are both delightful, awesome people. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Meredith Loftus. And don't forget to follow podcast on Twitter at Fangirl Forum Pod. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you have a fantastic day.